Well, <laughs> from my perspective, because when we started that, that first album, I wasn't totally like in the band. I was, he was just I, he was recording it. And, and I, I was that non-committal boyfriend that just like couldn't, <laughs> you know, do it for some reason. But um, after that, it seemed to me that that there are many more show opportunities and more interesting and more impressive show opportunities. Um, so I feel like that's maybe where the intersection of good drinks, good music, and good times. This is Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations. I can't believe how quickly this year has gone by. We're getting closer to the end of November, and it just means that I guess we're closer to Christmas and New Year's and all that, and it's wild to think about it all. We've got a fun episode for you this week, but before I tell you who our guests are that you can see, don't forget to check us out on our social medias, at Hop Spirits, and don't forget to join our Facebook group, Bourbon and Country Music, where you can keep up with a lot of fun things there. But we've got with us two guests from the group Low Water Bridge Band. we got Logan Moore, who you can hear on guitar and vocals and Riley Kearns drums and harmony guys welcome in hey how's it going thanks for having us yeah it's, it's great great to have you all and you know we're, we're talking before something fun's going to be drop dropping from y'all but I think by the time this episode comes out it will have dropped and that being your sophomore album back to the valley which comes out on November 17th uh, how excited are you all for that I I can't even describe how excited I am for it. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been over, over a calendar year in the making. So right, I think we're all very eager for everyone to hear. We've just been not sitting on, but certainly working on for, sure. for a long time. Well, and and we'll be talking about that throughout the episode. But first, uh, I gotta ask since this is called Bar Conversations, uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? Um, I am drinking a high noon. I uh, just switched from beer, giving give beer a little break. Uh, so this is vodka with some black cherry. It's delicious. Huh? I like it. Uh, I'm drinking a classic Miller Lite. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. Many reasons other than, you know, it was actually when the label changed that I was like, I'm going to start drinking Miller Lite more. Um, it is classy. I feel like they just found like a, a, a basement full of old beers and they're like, what do we do with them? Yeah. <laughs> Retro, let's yeah. just resell them. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And and because, you know, I love love the sound that you guys have and really enjoy getting to listen to the album, I picked a, a bourbon I really like, and that is 15 Stars First West Rise. So now, are you guys bourbon? Do you drink bourbon, tequila, anything besides those uh, seltzers and beers? Um, I like some vodka drinks. Uh, I'll, I'll drink some, some bourbons. I got some Basil Hayden at the house and some Buffalo Trace. But uh, I've been leaning more towards the vodkas lately. I, I would say I'm I'm a brown man when, it, especially like uh, the back half of a night, I like mm. to do that. Just as I don't know, what, maybe if I start uh, with whiskey or something like that, I feel like maybe um, it's a slippery slope for me. <laughs> so I'd rather, I'd rather ease into it, and then you know by the time you know I've had a couple, it, it, it's bedtime anyway. So. See, you're a smart man. You, you you have learned along the way, and and I figured. I mean, you guys are are from Virginia. No moonshine. No, no, no moonshine. Or is oh, that yeah. also a dangerous slippery slope? <laughs> oh, that's that's a lyric loser for me. If I drink some moonshine for show, man, I can't remember anything. So, <laughs> I do love some moonshine though. I maybe think of moonshine kind of seasonal in my brain, just because yeah. uh, bluegrass is very present in our area, um, and so is 
moonshine is very prevalent in bluegrass, obviously, and so, um, you know, maybe like fall time, end of summer, fall time, when there's a lot of bluegrass going on around here. Everybody's got that apple pie, moonshine, mm -hmm. that just reminds me of like fall time and, you know, bluegrass. I'll, I'll buy a campfire. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say... Uh, some pickle moonshine. I didn't know that was Ooh. a thing. I love pickles. I, I, I love pickles. Pickles are delicious. I did not know they made it with moonshine. And man, I got to get a hold of some of that. It was it was really good. I was gonna say they they've been known to uh, come out with some some pretty fun flavors. I even think there's a, a pickle uh, whiskey, which obviously makes sense with kind of the the yeah. you know the, the pickle right. juice and, and whiskey. But still, I mean, it's quite the combination. Right. Yeah. Who'd have thought? And, you know, I find it interesting, Logan, that you are, in your free time, a beekeeper. That's quite the combination as well. Yeah, uh, it's, it's been a fun little hobby. Um, and, you know, you can't complain when you're getting just tons of honey. You know, so it's, it's, it's fun. It's very therapeutic. I really enjoy it. And then do you actually produce enough that you all sell it at your shows? Yeah, yeah. We, um, we bottle it and everything. So, you know, we'll, we'll sell it at our shows. We sell it to a lot of... Uh, a lot of our friends and family. My parents have a lot of honeybees as well, so there's just honey all over the place. Now, how did how does that hobby start? Um, I moved uh, after high school. I moved away from from this area. I grew up in Front Royal, Virginia, which is the next county over from Clark County. Um, and I graduated high school and just moved away. Uh, came back late 2018, bought a house, and my parents had been into beekeeping for probably like five years at that point, and they bought me a, uh, a beehive as a housewarming gift, and I kind of just got, got into it, and now I have six or seven hives, so yeah, it's, it's a fun little thing to do. Now, now, Riley, do you go over and ever help him, or is that a no-go for you? Uh, it's not necessarily a no-go, but I just I would probably get in the way. Of be, I, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. You should. You should <laughs> it sounds, sounds like fun. <laughs> now, do you have do you have any uh, unique hobbies there, uh, Riley? Um, I mean, we're sitting in it. Uh, this is my basement. This is my studio. This is where we did all the album, um, or at least ninety nine percent of the album. Uh, so, if I'm not um, with my family uh, or at that day job, um, I'll be down here. Cooking. I like it. Yeah. I was going to say, it's a, it's a different type of, of our, our artist, um, a different type of uh, recipe that you guys are cooking up down there. And uh, when you guys are relaxing and not on, on tour and doing all the shows or producing the album, what do you guys do to relax? Is it just going to the studio and having a little fun for you, Riley, Logan, going outside, kind of getting away from things? How does it work for y'all? Yeah, I mean, I, I like to take the time to, you know, be out in the woods. I'm, I'm a big time hunter and, uh, <laughs> I just like to be out in the woods and, you know, I, I'm, my hobbies are getting more hobbies. So whatever I can get into and try to, you know, learn, I'm all about it. So, you know, I get in over my head a lot, but, uh, you know, it just depends on, on where I'm at or what time of the year it is. I'm usually outside doing something or building something or, you know, a ton of different things. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'd say the extent... From our band, the circle of friends and family that have grown from from this band, maybe you know, um, purpose or not, but uh, you, 
we're usually hanging out with each other at yeah. different people's houses, cookouts. Um, I guess we'll have to figure out stuff to do during the winter time, usually a fire. Um, but Small town stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, we've got the river, we've got, I mean, honestly, it's usually backyards and garages. And, yeah. Usually some music happens. Music ha happens all the time with us. So you know we're at somebody's party or down at the river lot. Somebody has an acoustic guitar and passing it around to one of us. So music is always in you know whatever we do. For sure, it's, well, it's just kind of our main hobby, I guess. Well, no, I was curious. Did you guys grow? Both of you grow up loving music and wanting to play music, or did that kind of come on later in life? Like how how did that that go for y'all? Um, I mean, it, it was definitely pretty early for me, I suppose, like maybe like eight. Um, my brother, Alex, who's the bass player and other lead singer, um, we've been playing music together since we started playing music. Um, so that's definitely been um, consistent until our mid-30s. Like it, pretty much every single band he's been in, I've been in, vice versa. Um, at least four different bands, probably, I guess. Or this may be the fourth band. Um, How old were you guys when you started playing instruments? Uh, I mean, I, I was 12, like, my first live show, like, with people in front of it, and I was like, wow, oh, this, is, this is a whole thing, you know? <laughs> you got hooked right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and people thought it was good, so, you know, I guess it had me coming back for more. But it's, it's definitely been a while. And Logan, so, what, what about you? Yeah, so um, I've always been into music. I haven't always played. Um, I was growing up all into sports. That was all I thought about. Um, but, you know, I also had, I always thought that I thought differently about music. So I always kind of knew something was going to come about that at some point. Um, it wasn't until my sophomore year uh, of high school that I bought my first drum set off of Riley. Um, and That's a long time ago. It was a very long time ago. And then I took that to college, and I played drums for a long time, kind of figured that out, and I've always had an acoustic guitar, so I've always kind of just uh, messed around with it, and, you know, figured out I could sing, and then uh, played, took guitar a little bit more serious, and just kind of snowballed into what's going on now. So, so clearly, y'all grew up around each other, and <clears throat> this kind of organically happened that you guys became a band? Yeah, Riley and I have known each other for forever. We went to 4-H camp together as kids. Um, he was and, a counselor, I was a camper. Yeah. He's old. <laughs> a little bit old. <laughs> um, We're all Alex, getting there. We're all getting there. Right? Yeah, it's, it means I'm getting wiser. <laughs> uh, Alex's brother, I, I'd known that he'd been playing music for a long time, and uh, Alex is married to my cousin. So when I was getting ready to move back here to, to Virginia, I reached out to Alex and was like, hey, man, we should start playing some music together you know uh we would go back and forth across the low water bridge in front royal and uh write music together and then we kind of you know figured out sounds pretty good uh then we recruited um riley after we started recording music uh, for the first album and then james our guitar player i met him randomly in tennessee years back when we were turkey hunting out there um and knew he played guitar and lived in the area, so we just, you know, brought him in and, you know, ha had some members come in and out, and uh, I think we got a good good little crew now. Um, Justin, our pedal steel player, he kind of just fell into our laps, and... Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. 
uh, gave us a really cool sound that we didn't know we could have. And um, Rudy, our keys, fiddle, trumpet, whatever you throw at him, player, he uh, he kind of just came, you know, came in as of lately and has really kind of helped to shape our sound too. So I feel like with all this stuff, it's kind of really just flowed real well, and you know, our sound is kind of just coming out naturally from us. So. I was gonna say it's it's pretty cool that y'all were from kind of the, the same area, grew up around each other, or, or got to know each other. Like I said, it is a small town, and uh, it's kind of neat to see see that because I'm guessing uh, you all then had very interesting taste of music: uh, bluegrass, country, some uh, heavy metal in there too. I mean, well, what all did you guys grow up listening to? I mean, I, I, a little bit of all of it, from what I can tell. Um, I know me and Alex grew up, especially from a young age, the oldies, Beatles, Beach Boys, very heavy on those two. Um, and then got older and got into like the 90s kind of um, like 311 Incubus, Sublime kind of thing. Uh, and then kind of did that rock reggae thing, Alex and I in different bands. Um, so that's kind of where we came from. Then Alex. Alex definitely got a lot more country and folky over the past, like, you know, five years or so, well before me. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's definitely the, the flavor that, that we bring, you know. I think drums and bass combo, kind of with more of, like, a, a groove-centric um, sensibility, I suppose, as opposed to just, like, playing the song. It's just like, all right, let's play this song, but let's give it a, a, good, a good groove. So that even maybe a slower song can make you tap your foot. If that makes makes any sense. Yeah, it, it, it does. Yeah. And and, um, and Logan, what did you grow up on? Um, I I grew up listening to um, you know, bluegrass in the background from my grandparents, and then uh, like alternative rock, uh, a lot of like Third Eye Blind, some uh, Three Eleven. You guys introduced me to Three Eleven. <laughs> um, uh, and it kind of progressed into heavier stuff as I was getting older. By the time I got to college, I was just really into just the heaviest metal you could get into. And uh, that's kind of where I played, you know, drums in a metal band. Um, and then, I don't know, I, I heard the Steel Drivers for the first time probably in like 2008, or no, 2000, 2008 maybe? Uh, maybe a little bit earlier than that. And I was like, dude, this is really good music. This is like the acoustic version of metal you know it's like it's very intricate and very very interesting uh and then you know obviously stapleton's voice hooked me in and uh so i kind of started going a little bit towards like the country folksy type stuff bluegrassy type stuff um and it just kind of evolved from there into what it is now i mean it it ends up being probably cool for you guys to then share that through kind of the bluegrass sound because like you you said there there rather you have a little bit of maybe groove to it that no matter what at any point while you might be sitting down on this one a little bit you're still tapping your toes and then maybe some other ones you're really up and moving right and yeah. you know for for y'all when did you guys decide that you know obviously you're playing together doing some things when when did you decide like hey let's see if this actually works and and kind of put some stuff out there how did that come about uh, honestly, uh, Alex and I were writing a lot of music together, and um, 
we had a bunch of songs that we were just playing out live. We were just doing a bunch of duo stuff, uh, acoustic duo songs. And we were just getting a lot of reactions from our original tunes. And people were like, man, I'd love to hear this on you know, a CD or Spotify, whatever. And we're like, okay, well, you know, we can do that. Let's do it. And uh, I mean, just kind of the support from our, our, our uh, community was really kind of what gave us the confidence to want to go record it. And, you know, knowing that other people liked it and wanted to hear it more, was like, all right, well, let's, let's see what happens. So we released that first album and it went very well. People really seemed to like it. So it's kind of motivated us to keep going. Well, and, and then to, you know, kind of build off of that, obviously, you know, putting out an album and all that is, is great and you can do that, but then to kind of go and do that second one and kind of keep building, uh, was that a difficult thing for you guys to kind of keep on that track to kind of build and do more touring and shows and things like that? Or how, how did that uh, come to be and how were you guys able to kind of keep that trajectory? Well, <laughs> from my perspective, because when we started that, that first album, I wasn't totally like in the band. I was, he was just I, he was recording it. And, and I was that it. non-committal boyfriend that was just like couldn't, <laughs> you know, do it for some reason. But um, after that, it seemed to me that that there were many more show opportunities and more interesting and more impressive show opportunities. Um, so I feel like that's maybe where that new energy came from. You know, as far as you know. There was now live drums with them at all times. They didn't always have live drums with mm -hmm. them all the time. So the, the bass would be kind of carrying, I, I guess, the rhythm section. And the mandolin. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had a mandolin at that point. Yeah. So I, I imagine maybe the experience was different for the rest of the guys. But for me, I was just like, I'm here to do do a job and turn these songs into, I don't know, tangible, easily digestible um, material. Yeah. I think just, you know, from the last album to this one, we've just all gotten to really kind of get to know each other a lot better. I mean, Alex and Riley obviously are, you know, on the same page all the time. <clears throat> but like kind of figuring out our own sound, you know, we're not afraid to go outside the box and, you know, be vulnerable in front of each other to, to be like, hey, does this sound good? Or, you know, and most of the time, it yeah, actually kind of sounds cool. Let's try it with yeah. this. But sometimes, you know, it's a lot sometimes of, it doesn't sound good. Sometimes and it doesn't. We're like, Let's move on to the yeah. next next idea. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think our our sound has changed just due to us all being on the same page. And you know, the only way to do that is to play a ton of shows and play the same songs and practice a lot and you know do try stuff, stuff out, try new things. Live. Yeah. Well, and and when you're able to do that, I'm guessing, like you said, thing good things come about, and you know you. you when this all got started, did it start with a late night jam session at around a fire? And also, where does your name come from? Because uh, I was curious about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when when I moved back up here, there was this festival uh, up this way called Watermelon Pickers Festival. Um, a blast of a festival. So much fun. I just moved up to this area, and uh, you know, it was they had a huge fire pit where you know a lot of pickers would play and. I had met a guy the night before we were playing shows, you know, across from each other and, um, you know, chatted for a while, told him I just moved to the area and, you know, moved back from, from, you know, Charlotte back to Virginia. And, uh, well, we were at the fire pit and he was like, I know this guy's got a new, uh, a good jam, you know, let's, let's play it. And so on the spot, I guess, you know, 
all that pressure. I played Midnight in Virginia, and everybody hopped in. I mean, there's probably like 15, 20 musicians kind of just having a blast with it. So um, from then, our, our uh, a lot of our friends were, you know, starting to jam with us, and, and you know, we kind of formed a band out of all that. Uh, it was kind of like our first showing, I guess. But, uh, yeah, the, the name came from uh, uh, Morgan's Ford Bridge, which is it goes across Shenandoah River uh, from Shenandoah Farms in Front Royal, Virginia, over to White Post uh, in Clark County, which is where Alex lived. Uh, so we would go back and forth across the bridge and write music and, you know, all that. And our, our good buddy Matt Bass was like, well, you guys are the Low Water Bridge Band. And we were just like, yeah, actually, it sounds pretty cool. So, you know, we stuck with it. Were there any other uh, names before that, before it stuck? Because uh, I'm always curious about that. I mean, there was a couple variations of this of this band ish. Uh, there was a there was a three piece that me, Alex, and uh, our friend Sandra Lyerly Carr, who helped me write Midnight Virginia. Um, she uh, we were in a band called uh, Canoe Capital because you know living in Far Royal, it's the Canoe Capital of Virginia. So uh, you know we kind of started that and then. Uh, a lot of things change. We decided to change our name, uh, and it's really kind of just stuck since then. So, pretty much from the beginning. Well, and, and like you said, it, it makes perfect sense from from where where y'all are from. And you know, you, you we talked about it at the beginning of the show. You got that new album coming. Uh, by the time this drops, the album will have dropped. Uh, how did you guys come up with the title uh, um, "Back to the Valley"? Is that just an ode to where y'all are from? Um. Well. It, for pretty much the entire creation of the album, we actually had a completely different album title in mind. Um, and it wasn't until like the later stages that um, we kind of had that aha moment, as they say, and we were like, what if we change the, the track listing, change the name, just kind change of- Change the singles. Change, yeah, just flip this thing over on its head real quick. Um, and I had the I was just kind of like going through different lyrics um, on the album, um, and I thought of uh, a lyric from the song Six Hundred Reasons," uh, where it's like, uh, "Get me back to the valley, I know." Um, I just thought "Back to the Valley" was just a nice little kind of capture of um, kind of our love for this area, yeah. um, our hunger for everything else outside of this area. But um, something know, just keeps pulling us back to this exactly, area. just not losing sight of of this area, right? Um, and that and that goes from you know top of the valley to the bottom of the valley. Well, and it, it sounds like you, you all then kind of pivoted there with, with a little bit of everything. Was that, I guess, at that point, was that kind of scary? Because, like you said, these projects are not you know a quick turnaround there is a lot of time and effort that goes into it was it kind of terrifying to to make those those calls well the problem was was we were trying to come up with the album artwork um you know videos for it uh you know just and nothing was just working nothing was flowing so we it got really frustrating and we just kind of stepped back to, and we're like all right let's rethink this um Maybe we should just change everything. Nothing's working the way that we're trying to get it to work. Maybe we should just kind of, you know, see what happens. And, you know, what we got now kind of just like, it just, yeah. I mean, we fell got, right into place. Yeah, we got the album artwork figured out. We got the back figured out. Yeah. Um, you know, we used a photo that we already had. 
that we hadn't used yet, and it just it just all just made more sense. Yeah, yeah. everything. It, Everything just became much, much easier, and it just felt way more natural for some right. reason. And the thing about our band is, you know, everything we've done and um, has kind of just fallen into place. Like, all of our members have just kind of fallen into place, and opportunities we've had just kind of like, it's almost like it was kind of meant for us a little bit. Um, so we kind of just trust in, in that feeling whenever we have it, because we just know that things, if they're going to work out for this band, they typically do. And, you know, there's, there's no reason in questioning it, just kind of going with it. So it just felt a lot better, and, you know, I, I still feel better. I, I definitely still stand by, you know, our decision. I wouldn't say it was scary, but it was definitely different. Yeah. I just had a weird confidence about it, so it was, I felt good but nervous about it. I, I remember sending the text message, I think, being like, so what if, and then, like, kind of, like, protecting myself from being, you know, something being thrown at me. But yeah, but everybody in the band was like, "That's a great idea. Yeah. Like, we should definitely do that." I think even Alex was like, "I, I think I mentioned this months ago." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You yeah. probably did." He planted the seed, but you, 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 you ran, ran with it, and, um, and, and with the way the album has come out, you released uh, "Signs of the Shenandoah" first, uh, Clark County Clay next. Uh, why those two songs to kind of give a, a tease of the project? Uh, kind of just really kind of. I don't know. I, I we had a really hard time picking which singles to use out yeah. off the album. Um, I think for Siren, it was kind of just like we need. We have a lot of songs about you know Shandow River, Shandow Valley, you know our area where we live, and that one just kind of felt good. And it's about our area, and uh, it just kind of felt like we should put that one out first. And musically, I feel like it kind of touches on. Um, a, a decently wide spectrum of what we do um, as a band. I feel like uh, that song, actually both songs, you kind of hear a little bit of everything that everyone does. Um, and it, it helps that they are well-written songs and stuff like that. Um, but I, I think musically it was just a good... Actually, that was a song that once it really got finished, I was like, I'm not sure. I think we had that originally planned... For later on in the album, so once um, once they got more developed, we realized it's, it's a really, really it's a really strong song, song. Yeah. Um, and then later led to us choosing as a singer. Well, and it, it seems to be working out well because, like I said, I got to listen to the album before it dropped, and that's the reason I'm talking to you, to y'all is because I really loved uh, what what y'all put out. And you know, for those that only have gotten to hear those first little uh, tidbits, what can they expect on the on the full album? A lot of the same, but nothing the same. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we try to make all of our songs our style, but not sound the same. Um, we, we find that we, we hear a lot of bands that do that, that, you know, have their sound, uh, you know, their specific sound that sounds that way in, in every song. We try not to do that, but also have our elements of us in it. Consistent um, throughout. Right. So you're going to hear a lot of different things, uh, a lot of harmonies. Um, and it's it's going to be a little bit different from our our, our first album that we released, uh, a, a lot a lot different actually, um, and I think in a good way. I hope in a good way, but uh, I I think a lot of energy and a lot of uh, catchy tunes are coming your way for sure. Uh, I was going to say I, I completely uh, agree with with that, and a lot of, a lot of good tune, tunes on that one. And 
I find it interesting too because you know you you both you know co-produced it and then uh, Riley and your brother uh, did the recording and mixing. Why was that something y'all wanted to do with to pretty much have your hands on it all the way through? Um, I, I, I mean personally, after uh, producing the first album, um, it just and then very shortly after joining the band and then being part of all the all the shows and all the everything you know being this unit um it just felt natural you know to keep building here in-house yeah um we really got going um at a high at a really strong pace and then we had a super busy summer at no not out of nowhere but kind of out of nowhere so we weren't recording as frequently um so having that flexibility right here in my basement was perfect because we could have a nice long session of track and stuff and then I could have nice long sessions of getting it all sorted and um, you know the way that we want it. Um, so I think it, it's sure, free. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure it was much of a decision to be made. I think it was just like, well, we're going to record in the basement, right? It's like, well, yeah. You got a good deal. That that helps. That helps too. Yeah, yeah. And I I enjoy it thoroughly. Yeah, he does seem to have a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> we we definitely pride ourselves on, you know, tapping into our creativity. You know, every band member um, does something cool. So it's from our artwork to our videos to our recordings. You know, we try to handle as much as possible because you know we're the creative ones with this project. So we want to keep it you know consistently creative with you know our, our our consistent thoughts for sure um but our, our good buddy uh isaac fultz is he mastered our album yeah um so he uh he's, he's on our team as well he's our, our sound guy that we bring along with us uh great guy great great ear so he's he's top notch for sure well as i was gonna say like i said the sound the sound that comes out on this album is, is pretty impressive and you know, like you talk about it, y'all are, are very creative. Y'all probably bring something a little different to the table. How does that process for you all go, creating a song, whether it's, you know, songwriting to actually building out the, the sound of the song and bringing it to life? That's a tough question because it's, it's different. You know, uh, our song, Two Stone to Care, uh, me, Alex, and Riley came down here and we're just chatting about something and Alex set a line and I said a different line, you know, another line to it. We just grabbed a guitar and wrote that song in like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I mean, had it structured out and everything. But then we've got these other songs like, uh, what's a really old one? Clark County Clay was, is an old song. And, you know, it, it came out, I think Alex wrote that before we recorded Midnight Virginia. Yeah, I bet. Um, so it kind of came out now and, you know, it, it took that long for it to kind of shape itself and, so it just kind of depends, you know, it's, it's kind of whatever <laughs> the song does on its own. And sometimes it, it can be quite spontaneous as, you know, as simple as just a band practice. And Alex is like, yeah, what about this one? And they were like, oh yeah, I remember that one. And then we all just, you know, come in. Yeah. Um, I'd say for this album, uh, half of it was developed, about half of it was developed start to finish here in the studio. And the other half, um, we were playing out live, yeah. testing it out, developing it out loud, you know. Um, so, a good kind of give and take on that one. Well, and I was going to say, how nice is it to be able to, 
go out and kind of perform those songs and kind of one see how they how folks react, but two see how y'all react because, like you said, they're they're y'all have to enjoy it too. Yeah, it, it's cool going out and playing the songs that we wrote and watching the crowd sing them back to us. That's really cool. That's that's something I can't describe, uh, and that really kind of gives us the energy to make it a better show. We really do feed off of the audience and. Uh, when we see everybody really liking our music and, you know, singing it back to us and having a good time, you know, the more we're going to be hit with creativity on stage. There's a lot of times where in between songs, him and Alex will just start playing this little groove and everybody else just kind of joins in. It's kind of like this jam that's going on that, you know, we're having a good time with and then somehow it goes into the next song, you know, it's just, it's, we kind of feed off of what they're putting out, so... It's it's pretty cool, I, I gotta say. And you know, I, I always like to ask this question too, because I'm always curious. Because every band, every artist answers this differently. Is there a favorite song y'all like to perform, whether it's your own or someone else's, or, or it could even be some funky cover that y'all y'all just enjoy doing? I've had a few of those. Ooh, that's another tough one. I think of ours. My favorite to play is Clark County Clay. That's a fun one. Um, as far as the cover goes, it depends. <laughs> it depends on where, when we're playing. Right now, it's Midnight Flyer from the Eagles. Um, that's one of that's one of our favorite, my favorite cover. You know, covers to play. Yeah, I, I'd probably say uh, something like High Blue and Lonesome, uh, which we, we were too. playing for a while, and then we. I don't know what happened. One night we just decided to juice it up a little bit somehow and then that became my favorite and then we got Rudy and then he pulls out the trumpet on that and then just tear, tears it down with, the, with yeah. the trumpet so that's my favorite one of my favorite originals to play um, well and like you said this is, lo and behold a, a, a little add to it makes it even that much uh, more fun to, 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 to share with folks mm-hmm. and you know as we with the show because uh we get down with some white house road and that's that's a good crowd getter that that usually gets yeah. them up and moving around uh yeah it just depends on what, what time of the show what time of the year a lot of different a lot of different ways <laughs> well I'm, I'm sure how much fun is it though to, to get out there and perform and do those those live shows because at the end of the day that's where you all are really probably connecting with with your fans like obviously they can catch you on spotify things like that nowadays but I feel like for y'all, probably hearing y'all live is is just so much fun because, like you said, you get those those little grooves in between songs, and it kind of goes into the next one, and you kind of get to probably show a little bit more of your, y'all's personality. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I I like kind of surprising people who are who are first time uh, viewers live because they most likely were just listening to all the recordings. You know, it's like oh, I heard you guys on Spotify, then. In my head, of course, I'm like, you're about to hear something. That's way uh, different than what you yeah, hear on Spotify. You're hearing the same <laughs> song, but it's going to be a little bit different. But never from, I've noticed, have you yeah. been just like, oh. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we definitely like it's to uh, make okay. our live show, you know, just as good, if not better, than our recordings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just adding little different elements in there. Um, and it's really, it's really fun to kind of change things up and watch people that we that we see at a lot of our shows when we try something new you know watching them react is kind of cool too. yeah well and obviously you got the the album that by the time this drops is out 
you know, we're getting closer to the end of 2023, heading into 2024. What can folks expect, you know, as you close out this year and, and head into next year? This year, uh, right now, we are, uh, you know, ramping down. Usually the holidays are a slower time for us. Uh, uh, spending some time with our family, doing, you know, a couple local shows here and there. Um, but 2024, we're looking to, to be on the road quite a bit. And, um, yeah, we got some, some cool stuff lined up for 2024. New music too. New music, yeah. We got some new music coming out in twenty twenty four. We have we got a lot of music that we're ready to put out and record and you know all that. This album I like it. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a good <laughs> It's a good tease. It's a good tease. Just to hopefully don't get yourself in trouble, but I'm I'm guessing y'all are the bosses, so you're good. Mm-hmm. We always get in trouble with you know things we say that. <laughs> no, definitely twenty twenty four we got some new music coming out. So uh yeah. Keep an eye out for that. Well, and and too, you know, I, I know we're we're still, you know, you've got the new album. How cool is it to see like folks like Whiskey Riff and some of them, you know, kind of highlight y'all and say, hey, look out for 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 y'all. I mean, I'm guessing that has to be an extra little little push and 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 uh, give gives you that reassurance that y'all are doing something good. Yeah, I, I've followed Whiskey Riff for a long time, um, and just kind of watch who they push out, and I've always been like, man, that'd be cool, if, you know, if they put us up there. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's definitely really cool. It's definitely given us a, uh, another boost in, you know, our, our excitement. And, you know, we're ready to roll. So, yeah, it's definitely very cool to see all that happen. Well, Riley, Logan, I, I appreciate y'all sharing a, a drink with me, folks. I highly, highly recommend Back to the Valley. And, and also just check out their whole catalog because uh, what, what y'all are doing is, is pretty 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 good and, pre- and pretty cool and, and it's uh something that I, i've enjoyed getting to listen to uh ever since uh, you guys were put on my radar and, and I, I really appreciate it cool well thank you very much for checking us out and putting us on your show and yeah yeah this was, this was a blast you're very good at this <laughs> <laughs> questions. thank you I, 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 I blame it on on this oh man <laughs> keep drinking yeah <laughs> Find more from Hops and Spirits at hopspirits.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye.